0: Warning, the Humps podcast is rated 18 plus for sexual content and graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Good day everyone and welcome back to Humps. Today we're talking about sexual energy, specifically my own. Some of you may be wondering what I mean by sexual energy and what I'm trying to say is usually when you meet somebody and you interact with them for a little bit, usually you get an assumption or an idea of what you think maybe they're into sexually. Like I've met people in the past where I talk to them and I think in my mind, you must be a submissive, you must be a brat, you seem kind of dom, you seem vanilla, you seem BDSM, like all those thoughts kind of run through your mind. Does that mean they're correct? Not necessarily. But are those thoughts there? Absolutely. So mine was always kind of interesting to me because it never made sense and then I had to do a bit of a deep dive on myself to try and figure out why this was the common assumption and I had to go in circles for quite a while trying to dig deeper to see why this was a reoccurring opinion, if you will. So I thought it would be fun to talk about why people assume that I'm this and go through the circles with you, if you will. So for me, when people meet me, for whatever reason, even apparently upon seeing me, the automatic assumption is that I'm a dom. The dominatrix theme has been something that has stuck with me no matter where I go. Whether it be online dating, or people seeing me in person, or friendships, or whatnot, it seems to be a reoccurring assumption that I am a dominatrix. And I can't say that I have ever engaged in any dominatrix-like activities, because in my mind, wanting control in bed and being a dominatrix is two different things, because in my mind, when I think of a dominatrix, it's somebody who dresses up in leather and lace, latex even, and, you know is punishing someone because the submissive wants to be punished. And I can't imagine punishing someone. My idea of punishment is giving someone blue balls. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure that's within the realm of doms, but in a different way. Like I'm uncomfortable with the idea of whipping, spanking, all of those things. I'm uncomfortable with the idea Have I tried it? No, because the discomfort's there. And it's never been something that has been discussed in any of the relationships that I've had that were sexual. It wasn't like, hey, I would like to try this. It's just it was never brought up. My relationships have been very vanilla, as some people would say. You know, there's nothing kinky about what kind of sex I'm having. I'm just having very basic intercourse with, I guess, for what some people would describe, little to no excitement. (laughs) (laughs) It's very basic, (laughs) which is super shocking to a lot of people, because like I said, I've been on dating sites, and then I'd have all these submissives who'd be like, are you a dom? And nowhere does it say in my description of who I am as a person that I'm into being a dominatrix. And none of my pictures really gave the idea of, you know, dom in my mind. It just boggles me boggles my mind because you have to think about it like in person okay maybe there's an air about me that gives off dom vibes but online in pictures come now like why is this a thing (laughs) it's a bit weird it's even so commonplace that some of my acquaintances have started calling me mama danilla and the reason for that is i'm motherly So whenever I have people around me, I usually try to take care of the group however I can. So if somebody needs something, I try to go get it. I try to be moral support, the voice of reason. I try to give people food if they're going through something or they're hungry, you know, all the things. And Danilla is the name that came after that simply because I think it was it all started with an incident when I went and did a phone in order at Domino's. And I said my name. And then when I picked up, picked up my pizzas, my receipt said Danilla. And I was like, this sounds like a flavor, not a name. <laughs> and when they heard that, they're like, oh my god, you're Mama Danilla now. And I was like, okay. That's never going away now, is it? <laughs> I don't particularly hate it. I've had worse nicknames. I honestly very much despise being called Danny, Dan... Any masculine version of my name is super insulting to me. It um, it gets a glare pretty quick, let's say. That is a pretty instantaneous reaction when people call me that. And yet, Mama Danila doesn't really bother me. Actually, I'm wondering if I should use it as a nickname for myself or a stage name for when I fulfill my dream of being on RuPaul's Drag Race. Because... I so badly want to go on that show and meet Mama Roo. I would be on top of the world. And, you know, if ever there would be a time where I would decide to just be like an online dom, you know, like doing OnlyFans or whatnot, Mama Danilla doesn't sound like too horrible of a name. (laughs) Some people might be into it. Who knows? I mean, everybody's got different tastes. (laughs) So I... My biggest thing was trying to figure out why people keep thinking that I'm a dom because in my mind somebody who's a dom really presents this very controlling this or this very confident composure and just stands very tall and you know gives all those very strong vibes I did not think I was giving those out. If anything, I'm super self-conscious. So the idea that I'm portraying the opposite is strange to me. But then I went back in my mind, in time, if you will. And then I thought about as far back as kindergarten, as funny as that sounds. And the reason I thought back to kindergarten was because in my kindergarten class, there was like this little playhouse... And you know how kids play house, you know, somebody's the mommy, somebody's the daddy. And then you have usually a doll that's the baby and whatnot. I was always the husband. I could never get away from that role. No matter how much I tried, I was like, I'm a girl too, guys. Like, I like being a girl. Can I be the wife? And they're like, no, you're the husband. You're the dad. And I'm like, you know, guys, this just fucking sucks. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) It's not fair. I want to be the girl too. I was more often than not a masculine character in anything that required any kind of playing. I don't know why. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, it's because I was the bigger kid. Literally from elementary school to about grade 7-8, which is is about 13-14 years old. I was the tallest and the strongest kid. I was the most athletic or competitive. And when I was in gym class, I owned that gym in my mind. We're playing dodgeball. Everybody's going down. (laughs) We're playing basketball. I will get the most hoops. You're holding the ball. I'm taking the ball from you. (laughs) Super competitive. And I took great pride in it. Because there wasn't a lot of things I felt like I could brag about and i grew up in a predominantly male family like my my family consists of on my dad's side 13 grandchildren and that's like all my generation and there's only 3 girls out of 13 that's a lot of boys and usually you were applauded or noticed if you ate more than everybody else or if you were stronger than everybody else so i was like yeah i'm a tank <laughs> not not the most feminine I was very confused I guess because in my mind I was like I want to be pretty and girly but I will destroy you <laughs> literally trying to be like a mini hulk wearing a nice pink dress is is what comes to mind for me and I didn't think of it as aggressive I didn't think of it as non-feminine and I really carried that for most of my life up until now actually even now with my job as a parts technician, I take great pride in my strength. I lift quite large batteries and I have a lot of older gentlemen going, no, honey, you don't need to lift that. It's like, fuck you and your rules. I will lift the goddamn battery. I could probably lift more of these than you go. Fuck yourself. (laughs) And it's funny because I'm saying this now and I'm like, I understand why everybody thinks I'm a dom because this personality is just screaming that I'm just, Wanting to be in control and yeah, it's, it's all coming together slowly as I'm saying it out loud and thinking about it more. (laughs) So long story short, I have a very competitive, very proud personality when it comes to my physical strength and overall just performance, but it has nothing to do with how I look I was bullied so much as a kid for how I physically appeared that I really took great pride in how strong I was instead because I was like, that's the only thing that I'm happy about body wise. So I just threw all my energy into that. So now I'm just like this person who doesn't see myself as attractive, but I'm like, I'm a tank. That's something to be proud of. You want a Barbie? I can lift a fridge. (laughs) I probably can, but... It's just it's a comparison it's yeah (laughs) I don't I don't try to make sense of my mind at this point I'm just trying to explain it as best as I can anyway I I talk to the people that I mainly spend my time with nowadays which are the acquaintances that I mentioned and they are always what's the word reluctant to believe that I'm not a dominatrix and when we discussed kind of what everybody's regular sex lives look like a lot of people in essence do it differently than I do like I need in my mind control so I'm either on top or telling my partner what to do because that's what makes me comfortable and that's what I like to do. Apparently, that's not common, even though I thought it might be. But literally, I lost my virginity in cowgirl position. In my past relationships, I would say that I was typically basically in charge of what was going on sexually. I would basically say I would like to do this. And then I would basically get a yes or no and then keep going from there. But I was basically guiding us through the whole experience. I don't remember any of the partners that I've had that have been partners that I've dated where they were telling me what they wanted to do. I was open to suggestion, but usually when we were in the moment, I didn't get those suggestions. It was usually after or beforehand. And it's not that I wasn't open to doing what they wanted to do. That's not it at all. It's just I very much liked the control of the dynamic. And that's not to say that if they said stop, I wouldn't listen. Of course, it was a whole... Of course, this was a consensual experience. So if they would have said no, I would have stopped. Or if they would have wanted to do something, I would have tried to listen. You know, it's just in my mind, I was in control. So I was on top. I was the one suggesting changes. And if they said no, fine. But most of the time... (laughs) I I don't even think I recall a time of being told no, but I wasn't asking for crazy stuff either, in my mind anyway. If one of my exes came up to me and told me that they wanted to give me a review on our past sex lives, I would actually be interested to know what they thought. In all honesty, it would be very interesting for me. I would not be opposed. I'd be like, yes, please. I, I would like to know. I would like to hear the full review. And what they would have changed about it and whatnot. Like, I'm totally open for that kind of conversation. It would actually be super interesting. But um, none of them were punished by me. None of them requested a specific kink that was, like, degrading, pain, any of those things. None of them were into that. Most of them were pretty vanilla that I can remember. And, you know, these things just never came up in conversation. Can I say that I am not into what a dominatrix does? I definitely feel like some things that are more of the extreme scale would be an absolute no for me, like drawing blood and all those things. And the other thing to kind of keep in mind is, for me, even though I'm very much proud of my strength and trying to show off and wanting to be in control of stuff, I hate hurting people. <laughs> I am harmless (laughs) and it's funny because I portray I guess to everybody else just this really strong personality or demeanor and realistically I'm just a big marshmallow. (laughs) I just could not hurt a fly and that's why my partner always laughs because he's like I don't get where people assume that you're a dominatrix. You wouldn't hurt anybody. You slap me and you apologize because you're worried that you hurt me. So how are you going to be a Dom? And I always shrugged and I'm like, I don't know. It's the common assumption I couldn't tell you. It's not an assumption I made on my own. <laughs> so I, just for fun, I made a list of things that in my mind, from what I think I know about Dominatrix would appeal and not appeal to me. So I did like game over as in I'm not interested at all. And then a maybe, pretty straightforward. And where do I sign as in yes I would do that 110%. So I made a very short list of those things. So you choke me or ask me to choke you, game over. I've already tried being choked. I wasn't asked if I could be choked. It was just a bad time. But we're going to talk about that another time. You push me around too much? Game over. You ask me to hurt or punish you? Game over. You ask me to talk down to you? Game over. You ask me to tie you down or blindfold you? Maybe. That's a solid maybe. I haven't tried it yet. You ask me to wear latex or leather? Where do I sign? Because I love that aesthetic. I love that aesthetic so much. And you know what? I think that also is a big contributor to why people think I'm a dom because of the way I look, not just the way I hold myself. Because I know that I try to usually keep my posture fairly straight and people always take that as a very confident look. But I also try to look either like somebody who's really high class. So I try to do my hair really nice, nice clothes and real done up to the nines. Or I really like to look. Borderline grunge or goth, if that makes sense. Like a lot of black, chokers, dark lace, all of the elements, you know, just really tight, well fitted clothes, but just dark, sexy lady vibes. If I could really put that into words, is yes, dark, sexy lady is kind of what I'm going for. So, high class, sexy lady or dark, sexy lady. There's not, there's not too many in-betweens unless I'm at home where it's just, you know, wearing whatever is comfortable, which is usually bordering on the line of homelessness. <laughs> but I'm comfy. <laughs> so I'm sure that my clothing aesthetic has something to do with what people think. I even took the time to ask my partner what he thought I was sexually before we engaged in intercourse the first time and he disagrees greatly he does not sense any dominant energy from me like he knows that I like to be in control and whatnot but to him that does not equate dominatrix and then when I asked him what kind of woman he's into he basically said you know I want somebody the same size as me about and just for reference we are about the same height About the same body structure. Like we could fit in each other's clothes. Except I can't fit into his pants. Because my butt doesn't fit. (laughs) Or my thighs. (laughs) But for the most part close to the same size. And he likes somebody who's easy to push around. Like not dainty. And all of those things. And he likes the aesthetic that I have. Which like I said, Dark Goddess high-class lady or, you know, homeless apparently is fine from time to time. And just the way he was describing it, I was like, "This." I'm starting to see why people assume that I'm a Dom because of the confidence thing and not allowing people to push me around. I think that's a really big factor. But he's still not in agreement with the Dom thing. He said he's never seen it that way, so... Everybody's got their opinion. He's just got a different one than everybody else that I've asked. (laughs) The other thing that I tried to do just for fun was to take a test that one of my acquaintances sent me, which is a BDSM test. And, you know, I took the long one because you had the option between short and long. But the thing is, is a lot of the questions that were in that test were things that I've never tried. So it was really hard for me to sit there and be like, yes, no, maybe. Because some of them were just maybes because I had no flipping idea how I felt about it. Like hearing it and doing it are two different things. Because in your mind, you can imagine it one way. But then in reality, it's another. Like I think one of the questions was like, are you a hunter or are you the prey? And I took that the wrong way. I I really took it on a really different level. My mind just went to like a really dark place. And I was like, nope. (laughs) I'm tapping out now. Whereas if I talk to somebody about whether or not I'd be prey or hunter. I'm like, I'm the hunter. I hunt you, not the other way around. I don't like being prey. I will decide who I'm hunting. (laughs) And the more I have these conversations, I'm like, I just see it more and more. It's just keeps getting more clear. I'd almost have to retake the test because I feel like some of my answers were skewed because of how I took the question or I felt like the question was worded in a way that either made me uncomfortable or uncertain about the thing that they were suggesting. So there was just a lot going on in my mind. But the funniest thing was, the first thing that I ranked as was not dominatrix. It was actually vanilla and then it was submissive, and then it was dominant. I was like, oh, people are going to be shocked when I tell them what happened. (laughs) When I sent people the results, they were gobsmacked. They're like, this is not possible. And I'm like, you know, I could take the test again, but I I still think the results are going to be close to the same. (laughs) I'm pretty boring, guys. I hate to break it to you. For now, anyway, until I get more experiences. But I still might be boring at the end of it, you know? I'm just, I'm trying to be open-minded. But that doesn't mean that I'll be less vanilla by the end of it. There is so many different types of sexual energies. And, you know, it's interesting to talk about them and see if they line up or they don't line up at all with who you are in the bedroom or sexually as a person. So it's, it's always a fun conversation to have. So I encourage you to talk to people about it that you feel comfortable with and see where that conversation goes and see where your mind takes you to see if, you know, you go like me all the way to kindergarten and think, is this where it started? Is this where it all began? Because, man, I didn't see it that way. <laughs> so I hope you guys got a bit of a laugh through this episode. I hope you're encouraged to have this conversation just for fun. Why not? I hope to see you guys next week. If you do want to support me, please like, review, and subscribe to this podcast. If you want to see me on social media, I have an Instagram page under the name danielle.m.laflamme. And with that, I thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Bye.